Psalm 91, read from the Passion Translation. Safe and secure. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you're hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never have to worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. Nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, def defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed amongst the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is where God has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honour. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. It's interesting to note here that most commentators believe that Moses was the author of this psalm. It's such a beautiful psalm and one that speaks of God's amazing love and protection over all those who make God their dwelling place. There's special benefits to habitually residing in the secret place. In fact, this is a psalm really that has a, a, a proviso and it's providing that we abide in the secret place. Moses would have seen firsthand how, how much God protected the children of Israel in the midst of plagues, death and the enemies that were pursuing them across the desert. He knew firsthand what it was like to be in the presence of God. The blessings promised here in this psalm are for those believers living in close, intimate fellowship with the Lord. He mentions the secret place under the shelter of his, his wings. 
um, this is the place that was used to be called the Holy of Holies in the temple. But now it's been opened up to us through the torn veil when Jesus was crucified on the cross. We now have entrance into his presence as children. He's our Father. As believers, we have been raised up together with Jesus and are now seated in heavenly places in him. We need to abide in him, resting in all that he's done for us, staying in close communion with him. John 15:7 says, If we abide in him, he abides in us. We can ask whatever we will and it will be done for us. When I pray, I see myself sitting beside him with his great arm around me. I spend time just talking to him about my day. I worship him in all his greatness. I spend time reading his word. It's my secret place. Those who commune with him are also protected by him. Psalm 34, 17 to 18 says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them from all their troubles. He is our shield and protector. That's good news. Have a wonderful day. Hello, it's Heather here again. Um, I was reading 2 Chronicles 20 verse 17 this morning and I thought this is a word that someone out there who's going through a very difficult time needs to hear. Uh, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 17 is a prophecy to Israel as they were facing one of the toughest battles of their lives. Everything seemed impossible but God. The Spirit of the Lord came on Jahaziel, a Levite, and he prophesied. This is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle does not belong to you, but to God. You need not fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Jehoshaphat the king bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. The moment they began their shouts and praises, 
the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. What a story! What a victory! In this story, there's a progression. First, there's the word of the Lord spoken, and then the people humbled themselves by bowing down and submitting themselves to God. They then began to shout praises and sing songs of God's faithfulness and love. After that, they encouraged themselves in the Lord by reminding themselves of His word. Then they shouted some more praises to God. And the Bible tells us the moment they began their shouts and praises, God moved on their behalf, set an ambush, and the enemy was defeated. I remember in a school I was teaching at, I, I, had, I was bullied by two teachers who wanted to get rid of me. One had told me to my face that she disliked me and didn't even know why. I had to put up with constant attacks against my character and against my teaching, so I took it to the Lord. Like Jehoshaphat, I felt outnumbered and needed help. I decided to continue walking in love with them and to leave the battle to the Lord. The word the Lord gave me was the word he gave Moses, Exodus 14:13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Well, I loved that scripture, it reassured me. I stood firm, kept praising the Lord and walking in love and within months both teachers had left the school and I never did see them again. So today whatever battle you're facing, trust God. He knows how to fight these battles way better than we do. Plus he's already defeated the enemy through Jesus at the cross. We're on the winning side. He fights for us. So stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Submit and humble yourselves to God. Remind yourselves of his word and then shout the victory and see God win this battle for you. Have a wonderful day. I love you all heaps. Hello precious friends, it's Heather again. When my children were young, I took them to a large public swimming pool for an outing. And as they played in the pool, I sat on the grass watching them. I could see many other mothers sitting around the edge of the pool doing the same thing. Suddenly a child's voice rang out, high pitched and urgent. Mummy! It was a cry for help. Every single mother sitting around that pool went into high alert. Was that our child calling? All heads faced the same direction and we were all looking intently to see if it was one of ours. Shortly we could see a mother running toward the pool so everyone settled back and breathed a sigh of relief. Since then I've thought about this many times. I've thought about that cry and the immediate response it got. It makes me think about my Heavenly Father and just how much He cares for us. Would he react differently if he heard his child cry out? 
Psalm 34, 17 says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. I looked up that meaning um, of those words in the Hebrew text. The words cry out mean to shriek. I remember that child's shriek in the pool and the immediate response of the mother. The words from all our troubles literally means the whole of, any, every. I think that pretty much covers it. We've got a Father in heaven who is watching over us and he's promised to deliver us from all our troubles when we cry out. Just in case you don't think that your Heavenly Father sees you, here are some verses to reassure you that you are being watched. Proverbs 15.3 The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Psalm 121.8 The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Psalm 139.2 You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. Psalm 32.8 I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. 1 Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Psalm 34.15 The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. So whatever your need is today, cry out to your Heavenly Father. Call for his help like a little child. Remember that child in the pool. Believe that he sees you and hears you and is delivering you out of all your troubles. We have his promise. Have a wonderful day. I love you all heaps.